Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Sunday Night Breakdown. Daniel Outledge and a very happy day, Forrester, with you to go through all the action. Not that we're giving anything away uh, this week in the British Basketball League. There was uh, on, some drama and excitement and some filler, I think. Yeah, is there any point listening to this? Listening to this if you haven't watched the game, if, you're, if you don't already know the scores. Well, well, some if people might the, just save themselves. <laughs> it's a better way of doing it. If you do, then I'm telling you, so the games that watch the games don't listen to us <laughs> describing everything that went wrong in the games. Go on, sorry. So let's describe what went wrong in Caledonia 77, Newcastle Eagles 83 on Thursday night. I must admit, when I saw Hamlet wasn't available, I was thinking Newcastle's chances are much reduced and uh this game really was massively un- underwhelming in the in the first yeah. uh well for most of the game to be honest with you there was none of the bite that i was expecting yeah well look there's a lot of professional pro athletes are pro athletes right and, and generally um my my rule of thumb is that you know in in a basketball game, in the, the the BBL in BBL level, you know, if you have a team that needs to win against a team that doesn't need to win, mm. and provided the team that needs to win wants to win, mm. um, then there is a ninety five percent probability that the team that needs to win will win. Yeah. Right. Subject to obviously talent differential and yeah, 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 yeah. in relation to all that because that's different. But in relation to everything else, that's talent differential. And also in relation to yeah, yeah, okay, there was some budgie shoving. Everyone was everybody was full of full of um ayah on the game on Friday night. Mm. But at the end of the day, these guys are pros, they're all picking up a check. Mm. Then you're gonna turn up in the gym and Caledonia guys is particularly are gonna be thinking, you know, we have to be ready for the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. And what you tend to find is, you know, there are there, there's I don't think there's anybody in the league now who has a little black book, which those who are aficionados of Leeds Lead, Lead United in the 1970s. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Don Revy, I think, will be aware of. Yeah, you see, I went to uh, the, uh, McMahon, the old Chicago Bears uh, quarterback. Was it? Had the yeah. names down on on the on the towel there, which guys they were supposed to take out. Nail, yeah, yeah. But I don't think there's anything of that in the BBL. I yeah. mean, if you're from London, don't just turn off for a second. But, you know, there are no... Latter day Robert Young Goods anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> meeting out with somebody just as anybody who dares to go in the other room. Um, generally law- lawfully, but occasionally beyond lawfully. Mm. Um, but on. I mean, you know, it's, it's life. One life is too short, and two careers are too important. Mm. Mm. You no, know, you whack some. I mean, you 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 do something ridiculous, and that's on YouTube around the world, and you may not mm. get a job next year. Mm. You know, so I think actually, and also. Generally, when stuff happens in a basketball game, it's generally because of the build-up of stuff that's happened before. Yeah, yeah. The emotion that's involved in the game. It's about the environment, the people, the noise. That the kind. It's 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 flare-ups. It's not kind of concerted or, or, or deliberately preordained. Mm. You know, very rarely does that happen. Um, so it didn't really surprise me that the air was out of the building. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Look at, oh, I, mean I wasn't expecting. Uh, Chester versus Derby, but I was just expecting something a bit more, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, well, there was five, I mean, there's only about 500 people in the building, it didn't look yeah. that big. It's Thursday night, so it's difficult to get people in, and yeah, and uh, yeah, it was just just was what it was. Yeah. And so, yeah, the refs never, the refs actually, to be fair, was, really didn't have the game, did yeah. all right. Uh, Gladiators yeah. out to a 21 14 lead at the start of the second quarter, but Conan Ubiaro threes tied the game before halftime. Key run really came. 
in the third quarter. Johnson four, Kennedy five, 13 0 run for the Eagles, and they're 49 63 up. Yeah, and you know, the biggest thing in this game was that Caledonia didn't make any shots. They were three of 22 from the three point line, you know, and that's. That's generally redolent of a little bit of a lack of focus. Mm. You know, that's how, you know, we, we all hear about players who are locked in, who are zoned in. Mm. You never talk about players who are locked out or zoned out. You know, quite, you know, in that extra kind of area where that extra 10%, where they're really focused on that. And that, that comes with what's in stake on the game. And the answer is nothing. So they didn't make many shots. I thought Newcastle kind of, Took a while to believe they could win. If that made any sense? Yeah, yeah. Then, then in the middle of the third quarter, yes, they made a run. Um, I thought French was excellent in this game. He really kind of set a tone down low and and, and battled with Ali Hodzic and scored the ball and was aggressive. And uh, the rest of them kind of took the lead from him a little bit. And as you say, when you know Kennedy's popping up and knocking down shots at the end of runs, and then you know that that puts them in a puts them in a chance to win you know but it still couldn't go Durham mind no no uh gladiators did get it to six a couple of times but this was as you say when when a team needs to win and the other team doesn't need to win it's harder to sustain those runs and Newcastle it is. Like I mean I thought win. Newcastle's closed crunch time offense was still you know it was yeah kind of in the eyes you know you think where they're gonna get the next basket and there was a, I think there was an, you know, they they broken a thirteen point run down to a seven point run. I think there was an open three from somebody. Mm. It might have been Bailey. It might have been Malcolm's Thursday night. It's a long time ago now, Corum. Um, which if it had gone down, it would have been a four point game, and then you're back to when Newcastle were at Manchester, where they were twelve up with five and three minutes. Yeah, to go yeah. Through, you know, so I didn't think it was over there. But as I say, you know, if that's a game, Caledonia have to win. Maybe that shot goes in. Yeah, you know, yeah. And at the end of the day, um. Credit to New uh, credit. I mean, obviously, I've been a bit um, shy with credit to Newcastle this mm. year, um, but you have to give them a little bit of credit for digging in in this game, and you know, not not basically forming the view that the end of their season was inevitable. You know, you know, the reality is that Gordon had five points in this game. Hamlet didn't play. Yeah, yeah those two combined for fifty-seven in the game before yeah, last week. Yeah, yeah. So you've lost fifty-two points there. And they've still come out on the top end. Now, as I say, I don't think, you know, Caledonia not making shots didn't really help them and kept them kept them going. But, you know, overall, sometimes you've got to be ugly and you've got to dig it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah, and they showed just enough to do that. Still a fragile team, but they showed enough to do that. Mm. But that, in, in many ways, that was the one, wasn't it? That was the, uh, in the run that they had left, where they had to win three out of four, Yeah, that was, that was the, only one you could possibly imagine, but even then, it didn't seem very plausible. But they pulled it out, so yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, they've, they've they've beaten Caledonia three times out of four. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I'll mention to 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 Johnny's dad on the commentary. Mm. Yeah, as ever, you know, succinct, you know, on the point, raised eyebrows. In, in, <laughs> not quite sure. I saw the fouls there. Yeah, Durham with the uh, Durham with nineteen, Armagh seventeen, Sloan fourteen, thirteen and thirteen for Ali Hodzic. By the way, three of twenty-two. You already mentioned from three-point range. That was the game. Of three yeah, of yeah. Johnson twenty-four and seven. French fourteen points, twelve rebounds, five assists. Cohen thirteen points, five assists, seven of seventeen from three. There were also eighteen of twenty-three got to the line a lot. Also, I mean, the thing with French, you have to you have to figure in with French is, and obviously we'll get to him today as well. Mm. Um, he's always a defensive plus mm. when he's on the court. Defensively, he's a plus. Now sometimes he doesn't stay on the court as much mm. as you'd like to, but when he's on the court, um, 
he, he challenges shots, he changes shots, and he bodies people up and he rebounds. So um, if he's giving you 14 and 12 and 5, you've got a hell of a player. Mm. It's when he gives you 3, 7 and 2 and fouls out in 18 yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got the struggle, you know, because 14, 12 and 5 for him might be the same as 21 and 13 for somebody else because of the defence he's giving you. Mm. Mm. Let's go to Friday's games then, starting off at the Copper Box. London Lions 96, Plymouth City Patriots uh, 62. Now, Gadsden and Hawthorne uh, for the Patriots. Obviously, Deccan Caboza, et cetera, is still out. Uh, Tariq Phillip, first uh, yeah, performance no for him Tariq. in a London shirt. Now, my full disclosure is I forgot to watch the last 12 minutes of this. I managed to get to late in the third quarter, and then I went out, and when I came back, I forgot to, to come you back. Made a, you made a concerted decision that you were going to watch. Yeah, the... well, I just thought that something might happen in the last 12 minutes, but if it well, did... I, I mean, I just I, I don't think I got that far, to be honest. I got to the 24-0 the, the run in the second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when, unfortunately, Plymouth's bench um, basically capitulated to um, the London... Yeah. London... So it, it, guys like Kader, sorry, talk, you talk. About yeah, it, it was it was twelve fourteen after seven minutes. Lions then got the last nine points. Then there was a Will White bucket to finish the uh, first quarter, and then twenty four points in a row at the start of the second quarter uh, for London. Best Zubchich, Urban, whatever they wanted, really forty five sixteen. The score at that point. Yeah, I mean, you knew that, the, obviously, they didn't start Great London, you know, when Coach Schmidt burns time out after two and a half minutes, you know, that he's, that's not just to discuss, you know, what players out there running. Mm. So that's to say, come on, guys, we need to focus in on here. Mm. And, um, yeah, Plymouth played with them for a few minutes, but, you know, as you say, no Gadsden, obviously saving him for Sunday. Um, no Hawthorne, because he looks like he's he was done. And, um, and Brandon, I don't think, played in this game either. I don't think he played any minutes. He was on the score sheet. Um, so, you know, Will White hasn't played all season, let's be fair. And, and mm. to bring him to get in the game at the end of the first quarter gives you an idea as to PJ's um, priorities mm. in relation to it. Um, the problem for Plymouth is that, the, you know, the, the level of magnitude of their defeats can get discouraging. Mm. You know, and I think that felt that formed over a bit into today as well, because, you know, nobody wants to be embarrassed. If it's 24-0 in a quarter, you're being embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even not not because anybody not, not not because you should be doing much better than that because obviously there's disparity in talent, but just because you're a pro and you're proud and you're on the mm. court and you you're trying to do what you're doing, and so PJ then had to balance the fact that he really hasn't got much of a bench because he's missing three guys. Then on top of that, he doesn't really want to be playing Rashad Hassan forty minutes in that game no. for obvious reasons, you know, or, or indeed any of the other guys. So you know, so you've got to basically stand there and you've got to stand there and basically take it on the chin. Whereas London have got this lineup where, whereby all their young guys are injured. Yeah. You know, and then um, basically, oh, oh, okay, off comes um, Jordan Taylor, on comes Tariq Phillip, off mm. comes Aaron Best, on comes Luke Nelson. Mm. You know, and then you swear sharing minutes with her and all these guys. So, you know, there's, there's literally no drop off with London. The, um, so, yeah, it was just, it was a bit brutal for Plymouth. Yeah. It um, looked, I mean, you know, the, the, it's hard. I mean, you know, they've had to. They've had two teams this year. You know, yeah. you know, the team that you know, the season up to Christmas was was a, a solid BBL team that PJ would have found probably fifteen or sixteen wins out of. Um, you know, the team they've had since Christmas has been. You know, that the talent levels that they've brought in haven't been sufficient, and the injuries they've had as well, mm. but it hasn't been sufficient su sufficient 
to sustain the fact that they've had to change half the team mid-season. Yeah. If you change half the team mid-season, you've got to bring in somebody who, you know, you've got to bring in Antonio Williams. Yeah, exactly. Or someone like yeah, yeah. The, talent level, the talent level overrides the cohesion. Um, obviously, they had Daniels and they got rid of him. And they got a new Bisante looks like there's a player in him. And Otis looks like there's a player in him at Ekafor. Um, But, you know, you're asking these guys to get into the, the scheme of things within like nine or 10 games. And, you know, that, that and Gadsden's being hurt and all that stuff. So, you know, it's it's tough on them. But, you know, that's that's the, the brutality of the BBL this year in relation to teams that you have to play against. Yeah. Not much about the game than that. London no, is ticking in. Ram with 25. He was 10 of 16, including four of nine from three. Uh, Nelson, four of eight from three for 19 points. Uh, Zubchich, uh, 15 points. Basant, 18. Hassan, 16. Jules Dangakodo, uh, 10. Uh, to Bristol, the Flyers, 87. Surrey Scorchers, 70. Obviously, uh, King uh, was out for Bristol. This felt um, super comfortable, really, for Bristol. They seem to get whatever they want. Seven minutes in, it's 20 to 4, and, and that was basically yeah, the game I mean, there yeah, as well. Yeah, they're also kind of ticking. They're one of these teams that's just got into the habit of just, just doing what they do and feeling mm. confident about what they do. Um, Obviously, they're playing without um, VJ as well. Mm. Um, You know, but it just, I haven't got much to say about Bristol now because, you know, they've, they've kind of confounded our expectations to a certain degree. Um, well, to, 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 they confounded Alaska's expectations. Yeah. Uh, um and um but also I think to be fair the rest of us as well. Yeah, yeah. You know? We were all saying, yeah, but when they play games away and, and all of that. Yeah, we, even, even before that, you know, we'll be yeah. looking at the roster, it becomes yeah. new guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New guys, Malcolm Del Pesh and Leslie Smith, you know, Mike Miller's back for another year, but really, you know, a bunch of rookies. So, you know, good luck with that, Andreas. And you need good luck and a great job. Um so you know, what are they? They're up and down, they make shots, they miss shots, they rebound the ball, they play hard, they don't have egos, or they don't appear to have egos. Um, they, they're quite um, relentless in what they do. You don't see many, you see skill level dips, mm. if I can put it that way. You don't see any effort dips ever, you know, so they might miss seven shots in a row, but they're still going after the eighth shot like it means it. And when they make shots, and Ollison and Mayhan have started making shots as well. Um, if those guys do it and they get the kick that they get of Watson Gale, then they're a dangerous team mm. in the playoffs. Absolutely. The danger is, of course, that they have one bad quarter in eight yeah. against a team that's consistent. Mm. And um, that one bad quarter in eight stuffs them. Mm. That's why, you know, it'd be, that's why it'd be better if it was a three game series. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, Dan, I've not told nothing yeah. about the game there, but as you say, no, there, really there was wasn't... no, there wasn't really much after the first seven minutes, to be honest with you. Uh, Watson Gale 21, Bell 19 and 8, Ollison 15, McFolly 22, although 0 for 5 from 3, Steele 13 and 6 shot the ball well, and Johnson and Kerry both had uh, 10 to the uh, Sky. Yeah, just on that, yeah. just on that. Steele's, you know, Steele's still a young young player, you know, he's a, he's a potential GB player, he's played for GB before, he's 6 6, he shoots the ball well, um, he just got to be healthy, mm. you know, get, I think probably get some conditioning in into his legs before next year because he could break out next year. Mm. Um if it depends on how he's used in the BBL. Um but sorry, yeah, I mean sorry on the road have been, you know, you know, fairly dispiriting for the past God knows how long and and, and you know this wasn't any different. No. Uh to the Sky Sports game, Leicester Riders 85, Sheffield Sharks 76, no Menzies for Leicester. Nelson was back 
for Sheffield. Uh, an even start and then Loving hit threes either side of the first quarter break. A 10-0 run by Leicester. They're 23-14 up. I don't think you can beat. Le- I don't think you can beat Leicester if Loving goes off. Mm. If Loving has a game like that, and I think this is why when London have played, then they're really focused on defending him. Um, if Loving because he scores, we always said the same with Scotty, Scotty Martin. You know, if if Scotty's scoring, then because you don't notice him scoring, or because they're all good shots, you know, they're all either open shots or shots in rhythm. Mm. Um, then you, you might then the rest of us are going to score as well. Mm. You know, he's one of these loving's one of these guys who scores efficiently and doesn't take away from anybody else in his scoring. So if he gets 25, then you're done. Mm. You know, he's not it's not like you're feeding force feeding him the ball, he's putting his head down and, and chucking up 21 shots for 25 points. It's not gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. Um and th- this game, there was a bit it, yeah, it, it I know you guys try to create some drama out of it, and you, you profiled everybody and all of this stuff. But it did strike me as like that both coaches had the idea that they might be playing in each other in the playoffs, mm. and that might be me just kind of speculating because we all thought they might be playing each other in the playoffs. But if you're a coach, you know you have to think we might be seeing this team twice next week mm. as well. You know, so and there's a real possibility of that, and so you don't expend all your emotional energy. No, obviously, unless you're Robert half time. <laughs> indeed indeed you know because he thought Del Pesce travelled I'm not sure if he did or not he didn't yeah. really, I remember right but you don't want you know you want to win but also you know there's a, there's a bigger picture at stake and there's you know you may want, want to show everything that you've got Um, so I thought it was a little bit of a phony war game and also, I suppose Leicester had the paradox of if they if they won it was more likely than they were going to play Sheffield yes uh, whereas right. Sheffield if they won would be Less likely to play Leicester. Yeah, yeah. I just say it plays with your heads, mm. uh, you know, because there's too there were too many permutations. Be different, you know. And coaches will always, 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 from my experience, default to let's just win the game, guys, because mm. you do not want to fill your fill your coat your players' heads for the permutations and crap. Mm. Well, too much from fun. Sheffield's point of view, two wins and they 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 could well have finished fifth. Oh, but I'm absolutely certain yeah, yeah. they're going to win. But yeah. at the end of the day, Dan. All those players still know that they have to be healthy next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to be ready next week. Okay, they have a you know the degree of um they cannot expend all their physicality and their own strength on that game either. Um, so it yeah it struck it struck me as two teams who and also I'm kind of looking out for Sheffield because I said last week you know the thing with Sheffield is they've had their rise. Yeah. Last last eight weeks they've arguably been the best team in the league. Mm. They beat London. They beat Leicester twice. They've you know beaten basically basically everybody, um, but that is a heck of a thing to have to sustain for the next four weeks as well. Mm. You know you, you can't keep going up vertiginously. Eventually you're gonna your curve is gonna come, and then you've got to try and maintain that curve and then go up again. And yet you're always looking for that little drop for a team like that. And um, you know, it might just be in 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 the you know in what they're getting out of Coke or what they're getting out of Nichols. It might just be what they're getting out of one or two players that makes a difference. Mm. And uh, yeah, the and um, so so the game it kind of meandered. I thought a little bit until Rob went off at half time. That was quite entertaining. Mm. And then um, after that, even the, even then, it meandered a little bit until the fourth quarter and um, and um, Leicester kind of got some separation. 
Well, Sheffield had reeled them back in, so it was three points at, at half time, which probably added to the eye. Or I think if it had been yeah. thirteen, he might yeah. have been less less worried about whether that was trouble or not. Um, and then disappointing. Tell your guys on the camera work. You know, look, if Rob's like that at half time, get someone to follow him to the locker room. Give us a give us kind of a, a pick of <laughs> from ten feet behind. Let's let's see it. Let's see yeah. it all yeah. off. Obviously, with somebody on the uh, five second delay on the bleat monitor, you know. Um, <laughs> Then uh, Sheffield led Sheffield led by five. Mackenzie then hit five in a seven hour run, which put Leicester fifty three fifty one up. And then the run you're talking about in the fourth quarter, Whelan from the free throw line, Jackson three, eight points in a row, seventy sixty one, and Leicester from there managed to keep a couple of shots between the two teams. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not really even interested to be honest. I'm I'm thinking back to Tony Tony Garbaletto chasing the refs off at Ponds Forge and trying. <laughs> Problem was at Ponds Forge, the dressing rooms are right in right in the view of everybody. In they, the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they've <laughs> got a big curtain now, so it's not. So yeah, bad. now they didn't have to, so they were behind the no, benches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Used to do, so you could see it all, you know. Mm. Angry man, bang, bang, trying to get in, and then there's a time me and Fab chased three refs off at Liverpool Arena as well. That didn't go that well. Yeah. Um, sorry. Um, so it happens to everybody, you know. It's not it's not a dig. It just happens to everybody. There's a point whereby. You feel like you just it's just more worth it's worth letting it go and letting it letting it out than it is mm. keeping it in. And also particularly better if your players see that because then your players get on your say because your players are saying, Oh, he's back, he's going in a battle for us. Mm. He's trying to raise our intensity because he's not happy with the level that we're at, you know. So there's a there's a whole psychological game to it as well. Um but no, in relation to the the other thing that I got out of this game was and I didn't listen to all the commentary, but I mean, you know, some of Lasquez's um euphemisms for, for love, I mean, what herky jerky and stuff like that. Mm. Um, look, you're allowed to use two. He is either a shifty guard mm. or a slithery guard, right? Okay. He is you're not having herky jerky, no. I'm not having herky jerky. He's shifty. Yeah, you know, that means he shifts, changes pace, he gets low, gets to the rim, or a slithery kind of. But that's obviously got Harry Potter connotation, mm. so mm. not necessarily gonna 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 go there. But definitely, he's a shifty guard, and you know, and in, in his distribution from you know breaking the first line of the the defense and the screen and roll has been pretty good. And once that gets better, then the shooters get open. And if the shooters get open and health and wheeling and Jackson and Loving are healthy, mm. it could be anyone, it can even be London. Mm. You know, even though they've lost five times, it'll be a psychological thing. Um, but if they get there in a one-off game and they've got love playing the way he's meant to, and they are up against a team that was potentially without Decker, who's out indefinitely, and Tariq Phil's back in, he's only played three or four games, and the coach is going to play him a little bit. And they've got a shot. I mean, I'm not sure anybody else. I think maybe I'm not sure anybody else has got a shot of being London, but I think they've got a shot. Maybe Sheffield, but then again, you know, Sheffield. I say they've had Sheffield would have to play them in the almost certainly have to play. No, they, they would have to play them in the semi-finals. There's no the way they could meet right. in the final. Yeah, 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 that's right. So about one leg. Yeah, it's interesting. Sorry, I'm just uh, I've got nothing more really to say about the game. Leicester play. Leicester no. close it out. They play. Uh, you know, they're getting more minutes out of Adekoya as a second centre. That's quite intriguing. Um, and obviously, you've got the announcement at the end as well, which we should have a brief word about as well. Yeah, Darren Nelson-Henry at the end deciding to hang them up at the end of this season. So he's got at least two, potentially uh, five more games left of his playing career. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, and to be fair, you know, I mean, is it three years or four years? He's had four, he's, I think it is now. Four years. Um, you know, they, they signed him. They didn't sign him in the summer. They signed him late pre-season or maybe beginning of the season. I think after after somebody else either left, got cut or fell through. I think he'd been in Austria. 
And um, for two and a half years, he's the best centre in the league by a long mm. way. Mm. And certainly for the last, if, if, if he's been here four years for two and a half years, he's been here three years for, for two years. Yeah. Um, you know, efficient, got the ball around the basket, played with discipline, um, good size, didn't shoot shots he wasn't meant to shoot, unspe- unfussy, um, unspectacular, but efficient. You know, he's dropped off a little bit this year. I think that the level may have gone up a little bit, but also I think it's tough to maintain that. Tough to maintain doing that thing all over the time, particularly when you're six nine and you're playing the BBL. Um, and the other so thing, he, the other thing in his uh, sort of defence, the churn they've had a point guard, point guard. position. Yeah. Obviously, he he and Crandall were were made for each other, really, weren't they? The the, the way they both yeah. played. Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely a fair point. You know, you can never ever underestimate the the difficulties that roster inconsistency caused to any other players who actually were part of roster consistency in that same roster. You know, you can't. Um, it's just you know, and losing more Walker as well. You know, he didn't play with more Walker. That that kind of changes things a little bit as well. But you know, you know, I think he got his degree for he was at Loughborough. He got his degree yeah. from Loughborough. You know, he's kind of done a Bernardini almost. Um, gone out. You know, pretty much at the top. Um, and decided that you know, you know, there's more of life than putting the ball through a hoop. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you know, and you know, a high level, relatively short, but a high level BBL career. And we should say mm-hmm. that and say congratulations yeah. to yeah. Gordon. It was four years, four he only years. played 12, 12 games in the first year, but it was four years. Really? So did the same in mid season? No, I think he... he got injured. If I remember, I think he got right. injured. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, loving 25 points, 10 rebounds, 15 shots for 25 points. Uh, Jackson, 13, McKenzie, 11. Uh, Pipkins, Nelson, Glasgow and Delpesh all had 12 points for Sheffield. Yeah, and so, then Nelson coming off the bench a little bit. They've got to sort that out. They've got to make sure that when they go into those playoff games um, that they are absolutely setting their rotations and who's playing and who's going to be the closer, you know? They're going to need a closer against Leicester. I think it's Leicester they got, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They're going to need a closer. And so, you know, actually Glasgow's been the one stepping up in the rest yeah, of that. He has, yeah. He wasn't really, in, he wasn't in the game at the end of this game, you know, so because they're, they're, they're bringing Nelson back in. So, you know, having all those guys, eight guys is great, but you've got Nelson, Glasgow and Ramsey. And it's probably against Leicester. He's probably going to have two of them on the court. Mm. He could have three of them on the court, but maybe when Walsh is in the game or something like that, but it's a struggle, you know, because Jackson's playing the three for Leicester. Mm. You're not going to put any of those guys up against Zach Jackson. No. You know, so, so the team is going to have to make some decisions as to who has the ball on their hands at the end, because, you know, I think the best shout for Sheffield is that those games go down to the end. I don't see them blowing yeah. Leicester up. Mm. So, you know, when those games go down to the end, who's the one, who is, which of those three guys is going to have the ball? And going to be making the, the, the appropriate decisions, mm. and which one's going to be sitting on the bench. And it's an argument, and it's a difficult problem. It's an easy problem, but it's a difficult problem. But what's important is that when they get whoever is on court knows, you know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's not, I don't, none of those guys are going to be upset about it. I don't think they, they all seem to be, you know, really spot on pros. And I know Rod, obviously, personally, and I know he is, um, but it's not about who's on it's about it's me, okay, it's me. Therefore, I need the ball, so I'm going to make the players, mm. and that's what the, that's what the playoffs will bring. So they've got little things to kind, of, little tweaks just to keep an eye on. Um, but you know, you can see those games come down the last five minutes in execution. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. yeah. But, whilst I think Rob Rob knows who he wants on the court at the end, I'm not quite sure if he even knows yet. Let's uh, let's come to today's games. Uh, starting off in Surrey, 
Uh, yeah, Surrey yeah, Scorchers, 106. <laughs> Manchester Giants, uh, 103. Giants started 7-1, but it was relatively close in the first half. This was just a normal Manchester game, 50-50 at halftime. It's just nuts, this game. I thought, you know, you know, we said last week that Surrey haven't been have been pretty good offensively, even when they've been bad. Mm. They've been pretty good offensively. They've just shown a, a, a um, considerable disinterest towards the other end of the court. And, and, and supporting each other. Um, Manchester have had a switch, you know, whereby they played defence last three or four minutes of the game, mm. generally, and, and win some close games as a result. But on the road, it's been very much up and down like that. Um, <laughs> just up and down. Mm. Yeah, both teams had good finishes and finished well. Neither team had any sort of what you would describe as defensive presence. No. No. no, when you're at the rim or but getting a rebound or making a just making a play, you know, just just you didn't see any type of oh he stopped him there or he's standing up there or he's took a charge there or anything like that. Fletch took one charge in the fourth quarter, you know, and, and um, it, so it was just a shooting match, and we know yeah. that shooters um generally favour the home team except well, when they're three. <laughs> even when they're sorry even when they're sorry let's get to uh let's get there so dirk had a couple of yeah. threes in a 13-0 run that put the giants up 56 67 and, and at that point the other oh, game had, the, the, the other game had started so i was like oh i don't have to watch the rest of this yeah. and then, uh well there was a double t- a double technical klaxon three minutes ago in the, the third quarter that one. it was a bit of a, it looked like you didn't really see it on the much on the thing but it didn't look like anything either just a bit of nothing uh but it put carry on four fouls um so right. Steele and jack domney uh got 11 in a row for surrey so 69 69 near the end of the third quarter and then mcfoley just goes absolutely nuts hitting three pointers from all over the place it's 96 87 with 341 to go he made, but he made five and maybe five or six in a yeah. row all from kind of a step further back than the last yeah, one yeah yeah I thought Manchester did a, 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 a kind of a hideous job in working out that he wanted to shoot the three. Yeah. Anywhere, because at the end of the day, he is five foot six, or sorry, no, five foot ten, sorry, five eleven. So if you want to get up into him and make him drive into the people behind you, then you can do that. Mm. And they utterly failed to do that. Yeah, You've got to yeah. take that space away, particularly when he's made one or two. And if they look, when he makes, I think, the fifth one, have a you know have a look at uh, Ramon Ramon's expression mm. um, at whoever was meant to be guarding him. He was like, you know, because they put Dirk on him, then they put Kofi on him, then they put Callum on him, but none of them had the confidence to get up on him and make him drive. So they didn't have the confidence to make him drive in the back line because basically there's not been any back line defense in reality mm. there. And obviously they hadn't had Robertson and Lee's kind of a bit hobbled. So Lee's not been blocking shots and that Lee's kind of green on his own. So they just they let, but he made some tough shots. Mm. And on top of that, it was kind of a kind of a schools out type of game. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. As you can imagine all the fans taking their shirts off at the end, throwing the tie, yeah. the yeah. you know, because who cares? I mean, we're all going home anyway. So you're yeah. kind of a bit demob, you're a bit demob happy. Yeah. And um, so I thought the it was a weird sub that Lloyd took them out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what you're trying to cool your own guys hot, hot hand off? Um, and they had two empty possessions, and he brought them back in and he bricked yeah. a couple. You know, yeah. I think I'd, I think for three for, for the for the sake of three minutes at the end of the season, when the guys yeah. going for forty and has just dropped like seventeen points in like six minutes, I think I might have kept them going all the way to the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
because even then when they got up they nearly lost yeah so they're so they're 9687 up with 341 to go but sorry are going to sorry uh, and they sorried very well, but not quite. Um, uh, Giants got it back close. So let's go through the last few plays. Lee with a fast break layup, minute and a half to go, 99-95. Jack yeah. Domney misses his own layup, misses a layup, but gets his own rebound. And then Lawrence uh, in the corner hits a three. Big shot, 109 to go, 102 um, 95. Yeah, uh, and then Kofi Joseph knocks down a three to make it one hundred two ninety eight. Jack Domney again going to the rim. I think he was trying to dunk it for the for the. What he was trying to do, but he needed yeah. to throw it to the point guard and get the hell out of the way and run yeah. the clock. Yeah, yeah. The boss games this year because that was a, that was not a smart play. No, they did not no. need a quick two. They they needed to take the air out of the basketball, and I think that shot went up with sixteen or seventeen seconds on the shot clock. Mm. And you're up by four with what 55 seconds to go. If you can yeah. get it down to 40 seconds, you're up by four. You score, you're up by six. It's game yeah. over. Yeah. You're really close. And I just thought that was just a really bad, bad decision. And uh, compounded by the fact that Dirk then hits a three at the other end to make it 102 101. This game was kind of punctuated by those moments whereby I stare at the computer thinking, someone's going to put a hand up at Dirk before he shoots this ball, isn't he? Oh, no. Oh, went in. Chucks, who'd have thought it? Um, you know, I mean, to be fair, it was it was the same at the other end. So I'm not I'm not particularly getting at them. That's why the score was 106, 105. Yeah, yeah. Not, not 65, yeah. 64. Um, so no one did, but yeah, corner three, that's the layup. So that's a one-point game, and you think yeah. you need it again. Uh and unfortunately, the the uh, the scoreboard seemed to be missing the zero in the middle, yeah, so it said 12 11. Yeah, that's probably unnecessary. That's a quirk that maybe the BBL needs to keep in mind. It's happened before this season. Yeah, but, the, but it would have been helpful if they'd left it in because twelve eleven with the clock on the screen is slightly better than nothing on the screen. I agree uh, with that. We can we can use our own. Anybody who's interested enough to watch that game mm. would most likely have an idea as to what the score, what it meant, yeah. what's going on. Yeah, I agree yeah, with yeah. that. Uh, so somewhere around 26 seconds ish is my guess. Uh, Lawrence lays it in 104 101. I'm at a door, no defense, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same uh, player, every team runs 20 times a game. Mm. And Manchester couldn't stay in front of Andrew Lawrence, who isn't by any means a shifty guard. Mm, mm. Yeah. Uh, Kofi slightly out of control, misses a layup. Lee keeps it alive and then gets it to Green, who dunks it in. 104, 103. My guesstimate is there's about 10 seconds left. Yeah. <laughs> then, then this would have been the most sorry way to end the season. It would have been. In some ways, I wish it had happened. I feel good no, for the fans I that they won. But I'm, I'm, in some I'm, ways, I'm it would have been that. a microcosm of their season because they virtually turned the ball over. Uh, up one with less than ten seconds to go. Uh, they threw the ball. They threw the ball for some reason to Josh Steele at half court. Yeah, and I actually did a double check because, fortunately, Josh Steele had only one foot in the front court mm. when he knocked the ball back. I think my reading of it is if he'd had two feet in the front court, it would have been a back court violation. It would be a back court violation because he would have been deemed to have had possession of the ball when he touched it mm. and established any point in the um uh, the ball would be deemed to be in the front court as well because that's where his feet were yeah so they got extraordinary looking on the touch then they got extraordinary looking in relation to where the touch went um you know and it's 
that it, it bothers me. That sounds like that's what I made basket of a dunk, so you can run the baseline. Yeah. You know, you've got Andrew Lawrence and Josh Mike Folly in the game. They're two you know, professional point guards. You have to be able to get the ball mm. at that point. Your point guard has to be able to get the ball. Mm. And whoever's putting the ball in has to be able to throw it to them. Mm. Um, and, you know, to get fouled to the guards, not the foul shot down, the game is over. So they got lucky. Yeah, shades of Plymouth that, that was. Uh, the... Um... So they got fouled 6.1 seconds ago, but it was actually only the third foul of the quarter. So timeout, then there's another foul, then there's another foul, and it's 3.1 seconds to go. McFoley going to the line, uh, makes both free throws, 106-103. Vince calls a timeout, advances the ball. Fletcher gets a look, a look for three on the buzzer. It doesn't go in. Yeah, again, you know, does it make that much of a difference? The Manchester says difference between fifth and sixth, is it? Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, fifth. Well, I don't think they would have been fifth anyway, to be honest with you. Oh, Cheshire, Cheshire won, one. so doesn't. So, but it, at that point, it could have been a difference between fifth yeah. and sixth. Um, but sixth, you know, fifth is Caledonia, sixth is and, and they may well have thought we might end up seventh here because, um, at that point, Bristol hadn't won, so therefore Sheffield could go past them, right? Yeah, okay, so there's something on this, yeah. Um, but I just think Manchester, Manchester, I don't think not... Manchester care who they play. No, I don't think they care who they play, and I'm not necessarily. You know, and they played that game like they've played most games this year with even more abandon, if I can put it that way. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can't, you know, I can give Josh McFoley one, you can give him two, you might even give him three, but no way does he get four and five. Mm-hmm. At that point in time, you are draped over him. So, say he's dribbling the basketball into the paint. And he's going to make a proper play. You can't give him that many shots. That just does not happen if you want to play, if you want to win. Mm. Right? Um, and um, they were all rhythm shots. So I don't think they were, I don't think it was an overly um, committed performance from Manchester. I think they tried. I think they tried mm. to win, but I don't think they did try to. I don't think they had much attention to detail to the little things that they need to do to win. And as I've said, sorry, even when they've been bad, have been a decent offensive team. Mm. You know, so they just had to come up against a team who had kind of the same disregard for defense that they had to have a shot, and they're playing at home, which they went by the better. And you know, they won. So happy, happy um, summer for the fans. Mm. Um, you know, good for they, they kept coming. They got an exciting game. They got to see a guy going off. You don't often see that. No, no. that's entertaining. You know, he. Yeah. But that is entertaining because everyone's going. Oh, 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 oh. That's that's a real rush, mm. and it's good for them that they got to see that. Um, I'm not sure it's how long you would draw up winning games. No, no. <laughs> um, but there's a difference sometimes between the, uh, you know, the, the coaches, X's nose and the execution and just entertaining the fans. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and as a fan, I would have been thoroughly invigorated by that game. Mm. So, you know, as the most miserable man in the universe. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> um, so, you know, you, you, you pays your money, it you takes your chance, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. So probably ended up eight for fifteen from three point range for uh, thirty eight points and nine assists. Um, still, which is his career high. Still eighteen points and seven rebounds. Johnson sixteen. Uh, Dirk Williams, uh, five for eight from three point range for twenty three points, uh, which isn't his career high. Uh, Green with twenty two and eight, and Josephs uh, had nineteen. Oh. Yeah, yeah, proper game, proper yeah. lots of So, are we ready then? Are we ready for this now? Let's yeah, move on was, to the let's next. Move on game. to because at this point in time, I think it was what five nil. 
well, so here's my thing. Tw uh, 20, at 20 past three, at 20 past three, I I did say to a friend of mine, I think, you know, who is a Newcastle United fan, I think United are more likely to win by nine than uh, Eagles right now. Yeah, that was bizarre. I mean, I was, that was probably me watching the Surrey game, to be honest. I couldn't take my eyes off the first 20 minutes of that football match. Um, which is bizarre, but no, yeah, we got to we get to the pavilions and um, mm. the graveyard of many a Newcastle Eagles season. Indeed, not not the case. Not the uh, case. So obviously, there's no Hawthorne for uh, Plymouth and no Hamlet for uh, the Eagles. It was on uh, the bench or something. On the bench, Hamlet. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's travelled all the way down to Plymouth. So at least mm. that's probably one. I didn't see him on the bench at Caledonia. Uh, so tight start of the game. Let's get to the let's get to the big moment of the first half. Six minutes to go uh, in the second quarter. French blocks a shot. Um, hard to see, and obviously they didn't show a replay or anything. But he lands heavily on on one leg and immediately falls to the floor, cl clutching his knee. And there's a long stoppage while they sorted that out. At the time, it was a seven point Newcastle yeah. lead. I didn't rewind it, so I don't know. Mm. I mean, what he, what he did it was make a hell of a play because mm. there's very he blocked Rashad Hassan going to the rim and his yeah. right hand also. Yeah, and he did that with Decker as well. And he's kind of that's what I say about his defense. He's one of these guys who can actually make game change, not game changing, but possession changing defensive plays at the rim. There's not that many of them in that. He also started out this game really, really well, mm. just like he did in Caledonia on Thursday. He kind of playing like he was on a mission, which, which sounds like, oh, well, you should be. You're a pro. You're playing for the playoffs. But, you know, lots of guys at this point of the season are ready to go home. Mm. I mean, you can still play hard without being on a mission, if you know what I mean. And I think that's where Plymouth were at. Plymouth were playing hard, but they looked kind of worn down a little bit and, and beaten down by the season. Um, whereas Newcastle have kind of come back with new bodies and a little bit more had a little bit more impetus to their to to to, to the way that they played, um, but it's a brutal it's a brutal loss. I mean, it, it obviously you, get, you didn't we didn't see much of it. I don't know, but you assume that he's he's done something relatively significant. Yeah, uh, which is which actually is pretty gutting because you know if you go if you did a poll of the the Eagles fans, I think if there was anybody that they would say yeah we'd love to have him come back. Um, because of the the end, the attitude and the commitment and the physicality that he's displayed all year, it would be him, mm. you know. And so he he's earned himself a lot of um, good favor with the. In times like a rookie gets in foul trouble, doesn't play, isn't as impactful as you'd want him to be. Doesn't finish around the rim, isn't a great foul shooter, but all that stuff. But in the season that Newcastle have had, you forgive all of that. Yeah. Or Play you know hard. for. Playing hard and, and effectively around the rim. You know, you saw it in Caledonia on Friday night, blocked two or three shots at the end of the game, took the charge, did the little things, you know, dumped the ball. So that, that was pretty that's pretty brutal for Newcastle. Um, but injuries happen in sport, and we just have to hope that he's better and hope that it's not as bad as he seems and hopes he can uh, you assume he's not gonna be playing next week, but no. kind of hope that he can rehab over the summer. You know, and I hope it's not a career ender. Mm. That's all. Whenever you see a big guy go down holding his knee, mm. and you're going back to like Victor Moses at yeah, Cheshire, yeah. Yeah, yeah. all these guys, and, and then John Fraley at Durham, you know, all, um, and there will be more. You just hope that, you know, it's not something that the baby hasn't kind of ended them. Mm. That's, that's not mine because, mm. say, you know, he's he's up here. I know his partner's up here. He's got a kid up here, I think, as well. He's settled in. He seems to fit in really, really well. And we, all we can say is, you know, good looking. Hope you hope you better soon, Hassan. Mm. Um, in relation to the game, 
um, at that point, he was he was he was re really being quite impactful, you know. And defending the five spot is the most, most important thing against Plymouth, the way they are currently um, constituted, because Rashad has to be has to have one of his games mm. for them. You know, he has to go twelve or 16, 28 points at the moment, because the, the you know they they just they, they don't have that explosion in the guard spot. They rely on making threes in the forward spot, and basically, if Rashad isn't scoring around the rim, then then it's going to be difficult. And so losing him was a problem um, for Newcastle, but you know they got the one of the better five defenders in the league coming off the bench. Mm. Mm. I, thought yeah. that made, I thought the thought Defoe was really exceptional when he came in the game in, in relation to just holding down the middle and taking away easy touches for Hassan, um, which made a massive difference in the game. But Sorry, you can go on. Where, where, where? Yeah, so, so after that long stoppage, actually Newcastle then went on a run. That Gordon and Johnson both hit threes at a 10 0 run. It's 24 39, and the, the first time they were above the above the threshold they needed. Yeah, and I mean, the biggest thing they got this in this game, to be honest, more than anything else, was Ubiaro, mm -hmm. you know, who, who, who really for the past. Um, past few games, there's any playing time he's been given, he's kind of almost immediately subtracted it from himself by what he's done on the court. Well, obviously, he's playing in Plymouth, mm. his own club played, played great in this game. You know, it was literally like he's a different player, he was getting steals, he got in the passing lane, he finished in transition, got to the rim, knocked down a couple of threes. And they need that because they haven't got Hamlet. Um, Johnson was in foul trouble. Um, you know, Kennedy, as we've, we've seen all season, has been up and down, We're probably more down than up. So, who's going to be that, that, that fifth guy? Um, or fourth guy even, and it was him, and, and um, his energy helped them get away, and, and and the advantage that they have is that Plymouth have never really got their offence back on track, mm. not since, probably since February. They've got players, but Bisante is kind of a shot maker. Ayaka before is he's a stretch, but he's not a great shooter, and they don't kind of shoot it with that much confidence. Brandon, who was playing well, has been injured. Gadsden missed a couple of foul shots in the first half, you know, which suggests to me that he wasn't right either. Um, and so they were a slightly easier team to defend, I think, than a lot of teams in the BBL mm. at this point. Mm. Um, uh, uh, one, I'm going back about a month. I'm on Gavin Williams for this, the referee. About a month ago, I told you I was a bit getting a bit fed up with, with all every foul and a three-point shot being called as... Yeah, yeah, that was an awful one. It was so after. It was so after. It was unbelievable. I tweeted it in real time. I was like, "That foul is on." Oh, the I, ball. I didn't know you. I didn't know you tweeted that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. As well, and the thing was, Gavin called a push. Yeah. No, and the guy, Gavin, only jumped about an inch. He landed, yeah. Yeah. and it was well after the contact. Well thinking, after, yeah. You know, you know, refs need to get their heads around this. That you know, that's that's a little. It, it's not just Gavin. It's not the first time. It's it's probably. I haven't seen a three point shot foul this week, this year, called on the floor. Mm. And by definition, there will have been the yeah, multiple yeah. ones. Didn't matter. He missed two foul shots. Make yeah, Paul don't lie. Paul <laughs> don't lie. Yeah. Even so, it, it frustrates me because you know, not because it's wrong, but because I, I said it a month ago. And I'm sure some yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. So have that in mind, you know. Yeah. I get the bang bang ones, but that wasn't yeah. bang bang. Yeah. That that one but I can that... I can see on my sofa watching two games at the same time. I could see that was not. There's no way. Well, I guarantee you know. In a week on Monday, Newcastle are going to be two points down with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That'll be the one. Someone's going to call it, yeah. and, and then Stuttle's never going to speak to us ever again. <laughs> um, 
but even so, but no, you know, that that, that was it, that wasn't a good one. Um, outside of that, to be fair, the refs in this game, you know, they let a little bit of physicality go, but they didn't get the tease out. Mm-hmm. And there was there's some emotion in this game, as there should have been. A couple, you know, he called across Gordon at one point because he'd done a bit of gesticulating. Mm-hmm. Darius had all had his full full um panoply of facial expressions going during the whole game. And and even and the and, and the Plymouth guys as well. And Conan and Dusha were getting into it a little bit as well. And Conan mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But I thought they managed the game quite well in relation to kind of emotion stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and then at the beginning of the third quarter, um Eagle scored the- yeah Eagle scored 12 of the first 14 points in the third quarter. It's 3359 and that was pretty much that. Yeah, I thought I, mean, were- I thought Plymouth were a little bit it's what you said earlier where because they've lost so many games by big numbers in recent weeks, yeah. once they got twenty something down, that was, they just like there was stuffing, the stuffing was knocked out. Yeah. With them. That's the thing there wasn't much to build them back up. There wasn't much yeah. air to pump up. I mean, the, to be uh, to be honest, there the, the third quarter defense wasn't good. I mean, now letting Ben Mockford be wide open on multiple occasions, and one off a Spanish screen where he just popped at the top, and he's literally. Know, wide open for a, for a, what is a layup for him, uh, you know, and you you know that you can't give Bear Mock for airspace. You know, if you make him drive, you're probably on the winner. You know, he might make a play, but you'll survive him making a play at the rim and under pressure, as opposed to putting the ball on the floor. You know, as opposed to him standing there and, and shooting uncontested threes, which is what they were allowing him to do. Um, Gordon kind of got going as well a little bit, and you know, and they and they were really good. Newcastle were really good defensively with the foe in the middle because he was able to get up, um, he was able to take the space away that Hassan needed, and you see times, particularly on the high screen in Rome, where Dusha and Akodo are trying to throw the ball into him, and the, the arms, you know, it just isn't there. That passing isn't that passing lane isn't there, and without him, um. They're relying on those other guys making threes, and that's not an easy way to to win in a game that matters when you're playing with basically a new team, mm. two new guards, three new guards, and, and you're, who are streaky shooters at best. Mm. So the more shots they missed, then they didn't get back, and the Eagles were able to just throw long passes and get lips and get easy um, duck-ins for Kyle Johnson. You know, it looked, you know, it was a bit like it actually for for about the third for the third quarter, it looked like one of those Plymouth Leicester games. Mm. You know, where Leicester basically just show up and turn the switch and, you know, and they're scoring every which way. And I just think that's because, as you say, Plymouth were worn down. And whilst they kind of, they did show a little bit of fight and they made some shots, um, you know, at this point, Newcastle are managing their bench as well because they're without French, their, their minutes of, their minutes are having to increase for, for Darius and um, and Gordon and all of that. Um, I didn't actually feel much in the way of, you know, panic attack. Mm. In the fourth quarter, you know, I had I was far more anxious that they would lose a game at Caledonia than I was that they wouldn't they would drop that one. They just seemed yeah, yeah. Come. Um. Yeah. So so yeah. So we'll see. Happy days. Welcome the only thing to, um, I noticed, Cone one forty two to go, just sort of hobbled off again. It yeah. it might have just been an impact injury because he'd fallen over at the other end of the floor, and then as he was coming back, he was sort of hobbling, and then he went down. It might have just been. Only, only a couple of times. Did you see the crash mat thing on Twitter? Yeah, that was that. Was, that, was, that got oh, that got a droll smile from yeah, me. Yeah, I do yeah. think. Yeah, I thought there was a couple of times in the backcourt actually got fouled when they, when they, when they turned the ball over. I thought they were allowing him to be Plymouth to be quite physical with him. Um, he obviously has got to do better than that. He's got to stand up to that. But also, 
you know, it'll be interesting to see whether going forwards, the, the fact that he's over so many times mm. impacts the ability of the, the, the willingness of the refs mm. to give him genuine calls. Mm. You know, because it's like the boy who cried wolf. Mm. You know, um, I'd have to watch a couple of them back, but certainly on one occasion, Gadsden kind of took the ball off him, you know, with what was basically a body check. Um, but because, as I say, because he's he's flying around all over the place, then, then you're not necessarily going to get those calls mm. all the time. Um, it shouldn't be like that, but it is, and you know that's why in this league you've got to be very careful about, um, and sh- you know the way that you're perceived as a player as well, because that mm. can make a difference down the end. You know, Flanoy was massive on that. Mm. It doesn't matter what you think, doesn't matter what's happening, it's what it looks like that matters. Mm. You know, because that can impact people's views. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he was he's an interesting game. He struggled a little bit with the physicality of the defense, but he, he there was times he was able to get in the lane and find all the shooters when he's allowed to run players. They were they, they look good. Um, and it just struck me a little bit like the. They finally found a group that kind of taken on the personality of their coach. Mm. Finally, you know, because Mark's very intense and 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 demands quite a lot out of them. And it's only probably the last three games that we've actually seen a a collectiveness um, amongst them. Um, maybe because some of them are healthy, or some Mockford's back and Mockford, you know, everybody's been down on Mockford all season in Newcastle, but he's not been healthy for three months. And what he is, is at the very least, is a smart player mm-hmm. and a player with the coach knows and the coach trusts. You know, so when you add that in, if you can utilize him the right way, and he did today and he made some shots, um, he doesn't make defensive mistakes, throws the ball ahead when he's meant to, that can just add to the collective kind of um, mentality. Yeah, but yeah. This is probably 50% Newcastle, 50% Plymouth. Mm-hmm. If I was honest, it wasn't. And, and Newcastle need to be very careful at the end of the day. They've won. You know, a game against the Caledonia team that didn't need to win, and a game against a Plymouth team that's been combusting. Mm. So, if they think they've cracked it, when for when London coming to town on Friday night, albeit they might have Hamlet back, which which they'll need because he's a scorer they need. But if they think they've cracked it, if they think you know oh, we've done it, then then they're going to get done to them what Plymouth had done to them on Friday night. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Hassan eighteen, uh, Hassan eighteen and nine rebounds, Gadsden ten, Johnson twenty one. Gordon, 18, Mockford and Ubiaro, 14 points apiece. And with that victory, Newcastle moved into the top eight for the first time this season. There you go. It only matters at the end, doesn't it? It only matters so, at the end. I mean, no one's going to be happy that they finished eight. No, no. no one's eight. So, I mean, you know, yeah, okay, you get into eight, you get the eight place. And, but it's you know, the reality is that just like the team Plymouth had at the beginning of the season, we won 16 or 17 games. Mm. Newcastle at this team over the season they probably won 17 or 18 games minimum you know so it, it, a lot of it comes it's all about you know recruitment finding the right players mm. and more importantly if you don't find the right players replacing them with the right players mm. that was probably Eagles biggest issue because they, they spent three import spots on power forwards um, Donovan Johnson Justin Everett Duke Shelton none of whom ultimately were good enough no. you could even say Leslie Barnett was kind of a Small forward, power forward, and none of them stuck, you know. So, um, you've got to find the right guys earlier. Um, that's what that's what the message will be for Newcastle next year in their recruitment. For Plymouth, they just got to kind of buckle up, work out where they're going to be playing next year, try and rebuild the rebuild the the the, the kind of mentality of the club, uh, you know, and, and and get the right guys in the right places. I mean, the crowds there are great. Pavilions is full. Um, Babs and Paul on the commentary deserve credit as well. You know, they did a great job on the commentary. I thought. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that are there that which are right for basketball, um, but 
you know, the pavilions and the, the, the relationship between the pavilions and the club is what is the one thing that, you know, needs to be solved. Mm. You know, every, as we've always said in the last three years of this podcast, everything comes down to venues. Yeah, yeah. People, people can't build venues, you know. Yeah. You have as many volunteers, as much of an environment as you want. You ain't got a venue. You can't make it. It's almost impossible to make it work. Mm. But good luck to them in getting that sorted. Let's go to Sheffield. Sheffield 65, Bristol 73. Obviously, with Manchester's loss, if Sheffield had won this, they could have avoided seventh place. But uh, Bristol scored the first uh, seven points of this game. They were quickly out to to 17, 7 to 19. Sheffield only nine points in the first quarter. Shades of... Uh, of latter-day sharks, the way they, uh, the way they. Yeah, I mean, let's see. Everyone's everyone's looking at their children next week. I want. I fast. I didn't because I went out for some Sunday lunch as well during the midst of all of this. So I watched. I fast-forwarded this to about five in the end to see if it was close. Mm. It wasn't. <laughs> um, and then looked at the stats basically, mm. and again, um, you know, Bristol have a history. You know, Bristol really. You know, give them credit in relation to their starts. They start in the first quarter. Yeah, they start yeah. the first quarter. You know on probably more occasions than anybody else impactfully. Mm. Um, they may have their droughts, but if Watson Watson Gale is the key to that, coming off the bench, he is the key to defeating those droughts. And from looking at the stats, that's what kind of happened in this yeah, game. Yeah. So Sheffield briefly got it back to five in the second quarter. It was quickly back to double figures. And then, as you say, in the third quarter, a 9-0 run, it's out to 39-53. And Sheffield could never quite get back. Every time they looked like they were going to make a run at it flies would hit a shot or make a play and just keep them at bay and and uh completes their best ever season highest finish most wins a really really good year for, for a team as we've said were uh there well, weren't so many people i mean we all laugh at drew lasker picking them last because he he had to pick the red none yeah. of the rest of us actually had to pick so uh yeah. the, you know the, there weren't too many talking them up well, and even we at the early in the season were 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 slightly skeptical of it, even when they were winning back in sort of October. That they win as many games as Leicester did. You would say, yeah. you said you were, they were mad, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No win, the world would I pick that? Yeah, you know, twenty-five wins in that league is a substantial accomplishment. Mm. You know, that's the same for Leicester. Mm. You know, because you're playing London four times. Mm. You know, so you might maybe nick a game off them. I think they did, but even so, you know, you're likely to be three or lose three out of four against them, or or, or even more four out of four, which is what Leicester have. So Leicester have 25 and seven against the rest of the league. You know, Bristol will be 24 and eight against the rest of the league. That's bloody good. Yeah, it is. You know? it is. This is not, you know, that there are particularly are this year. If you if you go. Uh... Two to seven. There's not really a massive difference between any of those teams, really, no, other no, than consistency. Other than consistency, and then you throw in the fact that even eight is beat, you know, beat Leicester mm. and nearly beat London. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, and Caledonia three times. So, you know, no, there really isn't. Um, and, and so you know, say if we we can probably go back a few years, but it won't be that long ago that we can go back. Whereby six or seven losses is putting. In a 32-game season, mm. 30, 30... This year, 36. 30, sorry, six, yeah. So six or seven losses is putting in line for the league and 10 or 11 losses is 
you know, six or seven losses in a 30-game season mm. is putting in like a league. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not that far away, mm. um, you know, from being at that highest level. I'd say it would have been a really fascinating year if London hadn't been in it. Yeah, 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 it would, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in relation to the kind of the race for the title, but that's the way it is. Um, so, no, I, um, whatever happens in the playoffs, you know, that is a, he is, I, I think he's the front runner for coach of the year. You can get back the other one and get you to take this one. Um, <laughs> sorry, Andreas. You know, I love it. No, that's not right. Yeah, I think you're the front. I think he's the front runner coach of the year because um, it's tough on London because it's tough on Ryan Schmidt because they're 32 and 4 and they've won everything and I've been there. Um, but they didn't win, they didn't win with the sweep. And you wouldn't necessarily say they overachieved. It's very hard to achieve what they achieved. But you wouldn't necessarily say they overachieved. You would definitively say that Bristol overachieved. Um, yeah, Bristol overachieved. I think I, I, my vote is for the for the person who uh, won all the games that that they did. They, they, I would still go for Ryan Schmidt personally. I think yeah. the way he juggled everything. Yeah, I can live with that. It's a challenge that other people didn't have to face, and and, yeah, and I, I can absolutely live with that. And I think yeah. if. I think if Bristol were like 20 and, eight, 20 and 16, yeah. it wouldn't even be a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or even 22 and 14, it wouldn't even be a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 25 it's, and 11. It's that interesting thing as well, I think, with Andreas is last year they were fourth. Yes, So but Last year. Because to me, is if you're not giving it to the person who has has won two of the won the league and and won the league out of cancer to be fair and yeah. and won two of the three trophies yeah. then there has to be something really unusual about what the other achievement is and and the one that leaps to mind was the first one rob won uh, yeah. where leicester finished third which was their highest finished ever and i yeah. think the year before they'd missed the playoffs yeah, that's right. And I think we were Eagles. I wasn't before, before my time at the Eagles, but I think the Eagles won three out of four that year. Mm. Two out of three before the vote. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you, but you can live with that, yeah. Yeah. Bristol finished fourth last year, but you know, fourth last year was 18 and 18 or something like that, wasn't it? I mean, it was a bit, their, their, their improvement in relation to... Yeah. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, I would have him second, but... The, the, but I yeah, I'm still pretty, yeah I'm, he's talking me into it, yeah. actually. You're talking me into it. Um it's just that you know how much do you, you know it's like the NBA you know how how much do you, you know the the guy is going to win coach of the year is Mike Brown Sacramento because they overachieved where yeah, it's not yeah. not by Budenholzer who won fifty eight games with Janice and, and and Chris so you know how much do you, do you build in all that stuff but then you throw in the fact that Ryan Smith had to juggle everybody he's had to travel yeah. around the deepest darkest parts of Europe yeah. on the wedding and all the injuries and that. No, the, well, the injuries I've got a little bit less time for because I've got sixteen players. So yeah, you know, yeah. you got sixteen players. You know, but it still you means that, you're having to make different lineups work. I'll live with those lineup changes. Yeah, I'll live yeah, with those lineup decisions yeah. you're going to make. If you're bringing Luke Nelson off the bench in the BBL. I'll yeah, live with that. Yeah. Um, I get that. But yeah. no, in relation to everything that goes on off the court to manage that, yeah, yeah, that's a hell of a job. Yeah, because to retain your own. Decorum, your own mentality, your own demeanor with the players. When you're jumping on bus after bus after plane after plane, and going from A to B to C to D, and then you come to gyms where people are going coming for you, mm. you know, and then you're getting some slightly dubious. You've got dubious calls. You've got players who are getting paid a lot of money. You've got players with egos who have been managed. All of that stuff. 
Mm. Um, I think, you know, I think that does make it different. I think I'll agree with you on that. Um, I would still prefer that they, they won that game in Glasgow. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the tip of her. That is just kind of, that would have been the final mm. kind of nail in that coffin. Yeah, you know? yeah. But there we go. But yeah, anyway, but no, Bristol, great year. Sheffield, actually, great three months. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Forget the fact that the last, the last two games this week doesn't matter. Ultimately, they're going to be they're in the playoffs. They're going to be ready. You know, last three months they've reinvigorated their team. Yeah, yeah. Um, became something, and they did it. You know, I remember watching them lose to Newcastle at the arena, and they had flowers in, and they didn't seem to fit, and they were yeah. all a bit. Uncertain. There was there was a bit of chuntering around that time as well with the fans and and whatever. So yeah. the and then they kind of, really the turnaround's been really good, and and so they've given themselves but a shot. The one thing I would say is. The one thing that Atiba has proved over the however many years he's been here, 12, 13 years now, is he always gets it right in the end. There, 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 have been, there have been times where the seasons have gone like that, but always yeah. at the end of the season, they're going in the right direction. Yeah. The question is, have they got enough um, institutional knowledge among of themselves mm. to, to get through playoff games? You know, I remember you know the COVID year, they lost. They lost the game. They lost the quarter-final playoff to Newcastle. They should never have lost. Um, they lost like I think they were twelve or five yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gordon Fletcher flipped it up. And Gordon yeah. flipped it. Five set, five tenths of a second to go. But you know they, they had met. just meltdown. I think Lillard and, and had Lillard that year and Nichols his first year, and they just melted down at the end. It was just that they weren't quite um, together enough. You know, and and the, and the togetherness doesn't just come. It comes from being through the battles together. So the issue I've got for them is, to be honest, it's the last five minutes of both games against Leicester. Will they be together enough? Because they've only been together for about three months. Will they have that enough in the background of um, information, of knowledge of each other to be able to make the right plays when the pressure is on? Mm. I think they're going to get to the last five minutes and they're going to be in the game. Um, I think they'd be very disappointed if they weren't. So that'll be the test. And that's always the thing when you put a, a team together in February. You, know, you put a team together in February, are they going to be as united in April as the team that's been doing it since since October? Mm. And it's almost, it's impossible to quantify. Mm. Not tangible, you know, and so it might just be bollocks. Mm. You know, it might be rubbish. But mm. my, my experience is that, it, you know, the years that we succeeded as opposed to the years that we failed were the years where we we had that and if you have it you have it and if you don't you don't and Sheffield have kind of shown over the past few months that they have it with the group that they have the question is have they had it long enough to be able to sustain it in the playoffs we'll see it'd be fun to watch see. Uh, I don't think I gave the scorers in this game so I'll give them apologies if it is the second time Nelson 11 Cook 10 Glasgow 10 they were 4 of 18 from 3 point range Watson Gale 19 7 of 11 shooting Bell and Delpesh both had 12 uh so that meant that they dropped to seventh and all the playoff places were sorted at that point. Cheshire in fifth and Manchester in sixth. So the last two games didn't really mean anything. Um, Caledonia Gladiators 61, Newcastle, uh, sorry, Newcastle, London Lions 93. Um, only obviously was suspended for... This game following his uh, his little outburst in Manchester. Sloan didn't play for Caledonia with a hip injury. Jimenez is in the protocol, the concussion protocol. Uh, obviously, Decker, Decker was out. This was about a game for about six minutes. Um, and then from 12-11, London with Best and Nelson hitting threes went on a 22-3 run 
1633, and that was basically that. And what was it Catherine Tate said? Am no. I bothered? I'm a bothered. I'm a bothered. Do I look bothered? I'm a bothered, though. Do I look bothered? I, did, I, haven't, watched this, I haven't watched the play yeah. from this game. Uh, rather watching it and then coming on an hour later, I just thought we get this stuff done now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, ultimately, it's, as you say, it's, it's a game with nothing on it. London, I looked at the minutes spread on the stats and Gareth playing a lot of his uh, younger guys for quite substantial minutes. Yeah, yeah. Ryan's not really got that many younger guys to play. So they're just bound, they're just basically on maintenance until the playoffs. And, you know, that bench with with Nelson and, and, and all those guys who can shoot, you know, it's really tough. So, yeah, yeah, fine. I'm sure it's brilliantly reffed. Uh, 32 wins for London. That is the second most in a in a league season. The, the Sheffield Sharks of 0-2-0-3 won 33, which is the most by... 40-game uh, season. It was it? a 40-game season, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but then you'd go, start to get argue about win percentage and actually London's win percentage is only 10th best, so... Yeah, well, indeed. Good as that. But then again, um, win percentage over 36 games is different to win percentage over 24 games. So you've got to weight that as well, haven't you? Yeah, I'd he's, still, I'd still say higher. I'd still say 23 and 1 is better than uh, 32 and 4. Yeah, I'll give you that. But yeah. but then again, if 23 and 1 involves like five teams who are basically amateur teams with two Americans, yeah. you know, maybe 23 and 1 is only actually 13 and 1, you know, in real life. Uh, and if you if you if you're only counting to the uh, the buzzer of the of the fortieth minute of the last game of the season, it's twenty three zero and one. Yeah. Okay. Well, to be absolutely fair, I'm just being devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah. The scores, are the scores, the rule. Yeah, you know, yeah. when you I get that when you play what's in front of you, cliche. Yeah. Cliche. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, Durham thirteen on West eleven, Malcolm eleven points and ten rebounds. Malcolm apparently, according to Mark Woods on commentary. Uh, has is no longer a PE teacher. He's a full time basketball player. That's good to hear. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, just on that, that, I didn't know that, but um, good. Yeah. No, let, let him spend two or three. You know, he, what is he? Must be twenty six, twenty seven now. Yeah. Um, let him spend two or three years seeing how good he can be. Mm. Committing every all the time to basketball because mm. he's got real potential. I mean, he's, mm. you know, he's six six. He can shoot. He's athletic. He's a he's good at driving off the catch. Um, you need to be more consistent, but then again, if you're teaching all week and then you're going up to going to Leicester or Bristol in a bus on a Friday, mm. how are you going to be that consistent if you can't, you know, on the road if you don't have that routine? Mm. You know, we've got another. I think you've got Ulf at, at Cheshire, who's a, who's a prison officer as well, and Jack Hudson's a, was a trainee lawyer last time I heard. You know, if we can get these guys sufficient, you know, if if the the commercialization of the league leads to players such as that. Being able to take a career break for a couple of, you know, on something that they've, they've worked out for two or three years to give it a shot at being a pro because it's financially, it's not ruinous for them to do so. Mm. That's great. Mm. That's what it needs to be. Um, because that's, you know, Fraser Malcolm is not going to be a GB player if he's working in a school all day. No. You know, if he's doing, if, 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 I'm not saying he's going to be a GB player anyway, but he's got the tools. You know, so give it so it's fantastic that of that. Um, no, oh, I'm not sure that they're well. I mean, I quite, quite like having as a PE teacher, man. I don't think the kids are disappointed. Well, my uh, my 11 years' experience as chair of governor suggests that the uh, 
demand for PE teachers in three, five, seven, ten years, whenever he retires, will still be great. Yes. And, <laughs> and he'll easily slide back into that role, I should imagine. With a uh, hell of credibility. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, Urban 19, Solowadi 16, Sharma and Nelson both had 14. Let's go to the final uh, game of the season. Cheshire Phoenix 96, Leicester Riders 92. No Jackson uh, for Leicester, no Evans for Nick. So they were on a, a six-man yeah. rotation. Uh, Leicester, yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously Neighbours still out, yeah. Um, and uh, Leicester were on a full-on rotation with some guys we haven't seen much of, if any, uh, all season. And yet still these two teams came very close to being banished from SNB for, for daring to threaten with overtime in the well, final game. We texted, didn't we? we yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was no way in the world that if Robert had drawn him a play, the score in the post, two points down, yeah. five seconds to go. Yeah. Yes, he would be excommunicated from <laughs> a positive SMB conversation. Because yeah. overtime in this game you know, would have been utterly inconceivable for both teams. Just <laughs> 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 we got six guys. Last thing you want is someone going down with stress injury. Leicester have got most of their, their um, main guys on the bench that are finishing with Bowman, Love, Bowman, Walsh, um, Nduku, and the young lad whose name I forget. Sigmund. Uh, Sorry? Sigmund, Sigmund, isn't it? Is it, oh, come he's got, it Gordon, is, is, yeah, he's got two names. One is Sigmund and one is Gordon. And I never quite, oh, I've never seen both it. written down, so I don't know which one it is, whether it's Sigmund Gordon, perhaps. Uh, try not to make any fraudulent slips. Yeah, indeed. Um, so, um, yeah, so so that was kind of a, we need to get out of the gym, basically. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we win great. The guys get great experience. And if we lose, well, you know, so be it. Um, I watched the last five minutes of this uh, because I didn't. Um, I, I'd say I'd been out in the cup on the Manchester Surrey game. Uh, it was quite entertaining. Yeah, you it know. was actually. So uh, let me yeah. let me run let me run through the first bits. We'll get to the last couple of minutes. Austin and Archibald scoring all the points as Nick started thirteen to two. Then Bowman and Mackenzie scores gets it back to twenty eight twenty seven at the end of the first quarter. Then not a lot really, and then just spin it forward to the to the last couple of minutes. And and what this was the point where I was literally last five minutes I was like this cannot happen this cannot yeah. happen I was tweeting it out I yeah. tagged both teams in so you cannot yeah. let this happen yeah. uh 119 to go Walsh corner three 94 uh 92 yeah. uh come the other way Austin misses off with the offensive rebound he's fouled he goes over two so yeah. it's still 94 92 it's, 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 it's completely on uh, and then we get uh, Love Love with a step back. He misses. Archibald runs the clock. He misses a three. Out of bounds. Leicester ball. 17.8 seconds to go. And we're at the point that you were just talking about. Leicester timeout advance. Good defense from Anderson, to be fair, to deny the shot for Love, which yeah, is I mean, clearly I mean, the option. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that Cheshire kind of figured out that a three may be on its way as well. Mm. Um, I don't, obviously, I mean, it's, it's not, you can't take anything from it. All I would say was if I was love, I probably would wouldn't I would probably try and get a screen to get Anderson off me to try and get a switch. Because ending up basically playing with Anderson in front of you and then trying to make a pass to the strong side where the defender is Austin, mm. who probably the quickest hands in the league, um, is probably not optimal. You know, they're not if you had to pick two guys on that team you want to attack, mm. it wouldn't be there. 
Yeah. Uh, but you know, so what? Again, I'm not bothered. Is there anyone yeah. bothered? Yeah. Just enjoyed it. The fans like yeah. it. Yeah, it's a perfect way to finish. Yeah. Ninety-five yeah. point rule survives yeah. again. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. You know, as it did in, as it did it. Sorry, I tell you, this is, you know, this needs to be patented. Yeah. Um, or at least some some bookie needs to call me, offering me something for it. I don't know. Mm. Um, because you know, ninety-five point rule wins again, and um, yeah, you know, ultimately, is what it is. It, but it, to be fair, it was a fun game to watch. Yeah. Like, because there was nothing yeah. on it, nobody really nobody cared. It. It was, and, uh, you know, you know, yeah. it's irrelevant stuff. I mean, and Duku comes on, and I know yeah. that's hopes for him. You know, he comes yeah. on, he's ten in the game, he has seven points, he makes some good decisions. Yeah, hit, 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 hit an open three when he was open. He got, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you know, so. So he, he comes out and he's ready to play. So that's a positive. And, you know, and we've talked about how hard it is in this league to develop people whilst you happen to win. You know, yeah. really, the point whereby, you know, you know, Bowman was one of the best players in NBL 1 last year and he's spot minutes this year. Yeah. It, it doesn't guarantee you anything. So Duke was a bit further down that chain, but, you know, he showed something. He's got the, he's got a kind of a body, six, 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 seven. Yeah. It was another good game from Bowman, actually. I yeah, I didn't say, yeah, oh, he played 34 minutes, so didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the difference yeah. is? Yeah, yeah. 34 minutes. Yeah, so yeah. you're going to get into a rhythm. That's why it's so hard mm. to develop players because if you give a guy with his talent 30 minutes a game um, and he plays through his mistakes, um, you're probably going to pay for it with a few wins. Mm. You're going to pay for it with a few losses, but he's mm. going to get better quicker. Mm. You know what I mean? And also... um. Because he's in a rhythm, he gets to play. He gets to he gets to feel like you know if he he's not at risk of making a mistake and then being taken out of the game and that type of stuff, and that's why it's you know it's so hard to balance the the, the winning and the and the development, mm -hmm. you know? and you know but then you've got you know and now you know for, from Leicester's perspective what they've had you know about two and a half years or three years of Evan Walsh and now he's there mm. to that point now whereby you could see Evan Walsh going and playing the playoff final, mm. you could see Rob putting him in. For meaningful minutes, you know, because he's there, but he's 25, he's 25 year old, you know. So, just doing this out of for if you're a 19 year old or a 20 year old, just going or you know, just going straight into that and expecting them to to, to contribute um, significantly to winning basketball in the BBL is hard, yeah, yeah, no, it really is hard. So, Archibald 26, Austin 22 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, Jamel Anderson 17.6 rebounds, 7 assists, uh, Mackenzie 17 points and 5 assists, Walsh 15 points and 8 rebounds, Bowman 13, uh, 12 27 from 3 Leicester. So, the final standings are thus uh, London Lions 32 and 4, Leicester Riders 25 and 11 in second by virtue of having the head to head with Bristol, who were also 25 and 11. Caledonia in fourth by virtue of having the head-to-head -head with Cheshire Phoenix. They are 19 and 17. Cheshire are also 19 and 17. Manchester in sixth by virtue of having the head-to-head -head with Sheffield. Both those teams 17 and 19. And Newcastle, a lot of head-to-head -head splits here. Newcastle in eighth by virtue of having the head-to-head -head with Plymouth. Both those teams were 11 and 25 and sorry uh four and 32 bottom of the table and the table is basically in the same order if you rank it by home wins it right. is yeah the, the away wins are slightly more spotted what's, what's the percentage of home wins 
Uh, the overall percentage, I haven't done it. I haven't done it after. Um, at the... I'm guessing it. I'm guessing. I'm guessing it's upwards of probably sixty-eight to seventy percent. Um, uh, it could well be, yeah, because I remember when I checked it. That's, before. Even, that's even with London's kind of yeah road record. You take London's road record out, I think. London, London are fifteen and three. The next best is Bristol, ten and eight. They're the yeah. only ones uh, above five hundred. Leicester were nine and nine. Yeah, so that shows how tough it is, and how tough it has been. Um, you know, to win on the road. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You're not filling quickly enough while I uh, work it out. 110 and 70, 61%. Well, are you saying that I need to talk more? Well, um, for once. For once. Yeah, well, that's 61%. If you take London's 515 and 3 out, that's, uh, that becomes 86. And no, if you take that's, that's home wins, yeah? That's home wins, yeah. And London were what at home? Uh, London were 17 and 1 at home. Right, so that, yeah. All right, that's as much as I thought. All right, okay. Well, sorry, my filling, I'll, I'll stop my... Yeah, okay, filling. Maya Oni, one-game suspension. Um, yeah, okay. Um, nobody, well, I'm fine with that, obviously, not for what he did, but because if you're waving at the crowd in a inappropriate way... Just before you, know. you go on that, uh, the away record minus London's away games is 55 and 107, at 34%, basically. That's basically 66. That's not far from yeah. yeah, that shows how hard it is to be on the road. No, my only, I, I've got no problem with the um, getting a ban. Um, I raised something on Twitter, which is the, the timescales for this stuff is um, totally um, lacking in transparency. Mm. Um, you don't know when the ban is. You know, if you're in, you know, three, if it, in football, it's done. It's done before the next game. Mm. Whatever. However, whatever the process is. Process is complete before the next game. If you want to appear, it's done before the next game. In basketball, it just seems to drag out. It needs to stop because basically, if this, for instance, is dragged out another week, oh, and you could be missing a playoff game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. If, it, if it had been done a week earlier, maybe you'd be missing a different game. You know, it needs to be that if, you know, it need, well, to be blunt, what it needs to be is if you disqualify from the game for a, a one off disqualification situation or you pull something extra after you've been disqualified which is what happened with him I think because he got his two texts and then he was mm. doing I think he'd been banned for doing the rounds then that need, then that the rule needs to be that at the very latest it was always seven days in the past mm. but at the very latest that needs to be sorted out um for the next weekend if it's a Friday and you've got a game on a Sunday and it can't be done by then mm. okay but the very latest that need, it needs to be done by the next weekend so mm. everybody's quite clear as to what the um the time scales are because otherwise, as I say, you get into you get into randomness in relation to the, the procedures and the way that they run and the impact they have on the games, and you get into situations where teams can potentially manipulate the game that they want them to miss, and that's not right. No, no. So they need to they need to um sort that out. Um, it's another thing in the in the entry for the CEO, I'm afraid. Um, but no, apart from that, it's been a happy jolly day. Indeed. Away uh, the lads. Away the lads, indeed. The um, what about the lasses? Did they get through? I didn't I see. They got through. They lost. They lost. Yeah. The... Was, it was still. I think it was still going on while we were recording, wasn't it? The yeah, other, they, they yeah, the, the Durham game was close. What happened in that? Durham and uh, London were close. I've just gone on the table here, and it looks like it's a three-way tie. So Durham must have lost. So yeah, Newcastle... Durham lost it... six ninety sixty-five. I've just seen it. Uh, so Durham Newcastle finished eighth, and they get to play London as well. So we got. There we head. go. Happy days. 
Um, yeah, double header at Crystal Palace on Easter Monday. Nice, accessible Crystal Palace. Yeah, indeed. Um, so uh, the other thing about all of that is there was talk of the uh, TV game possibly being in Glasgow because we quite like the idea of uh, that game. But I believe now that the Caledonia game is not at the right time or not on the right day. I believe it's on Saturday and the sky slot is on Sunday. So my assumption and breaking news here is that the uh, sky game will be Leicester against Sheffield, which gives us a better chance of doing Sunday. Oh no, but there's the Monday. So we'll have to do Sunday night breakdown on the Monday anyway, won't we? Cause yeah. it's bank holiday. We'll do it after the, after the uh, thing. So we'll be back next Sunday night, uh, Monday night, even uh, Dave and I to do it all over again and break down the, playoff quarterfinals but for now we'll call it an evening before dave's battery or my battery dies a death because both are very low um and uh have a great week we'll see you next week goodbye <laughs>